Welcome, welcome St. Louis City fans to another episode of the Soccer Capital Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Turner, and joining me in our studios in Southern Illinois is a man who wants a selfie with a large ball. It's producer Mason. How are you doing this week, Mason? I'm doing great. Look, I'm doing my part to represent the queer community here on the soccer capital by taking a picture with a huge ball. That is my job as the bisexual representation of this podcast. Uh, It's a large ball, but we'll have more on that uh, just a little bit later. And also joining us from the city of St. Louis is a man who collects the scalps of ticket scalpers. It's Chris Zimmerman. How are you doing this week, uh, Chris? How's that collection going? Yeah, try charging this five tenderly, times. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try charging five times face value when you don't have a face anymore. Does it work? No, I don't think so. <laughs> there you go. That'll put an end to all that uh, foolishness, let's say. But, I'm imagining uh, that's graffiti that just says "Follow your leader," except it's a it's a it's a ticket scalper. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have a little bit more of a riff on that a little bit later in the show as well. And uh, there's a lot later in the show because we got a big, 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 big show for you. And uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, We're going to talk some St. Louis City SC news. And one of the biggest news in a bit of consternation is single match tickets did go go on sale for the general public this week. Uh, Tickets for the home opener went incredibly fast and are sold out, well, incredibly fast. Five (laughs) minutes, I think, is... The number. I don't Five think that's minutes. a minute. Mm-hmm. I think the only ones that were shocked by this is the people that didn't get their tickets. Um, also, as we mentioned earlier and have a little bit more on later, ticket scalping's already begun, including some pretty outrageous prices for supporters section tickets. Um, you know, selling off supporters section tickets to somebody you don't know, and even if they support the team. To make a singular profit just seems to go against the whole ethos of being a supporter. Yeah. Am I the only one that feels that way? Yeah, I mean, you're no, I think get... you're actually in the majority on that opinion. Yeah, I, I think we'll have some people back us up a little later. Yeah, you get. Also, I mean, I think that I think that all like ticket reselling like this price gouging is deeply immoral. <laughs> but it, I understand that there's basically nothing you can do about it. There is an entire infrastructure around supporting it. But in the supporter section, mm-hmm. uh, you're mm, no, no, no. They're, right here. It's not just a conglomeration of people that all there. They have they're disparate people. And their one thing they want to do is sit in a seat. You're in the supporter <laughs> Take your sensitive ass back to GA. This is the supporter section. We clown in this. You are going to get shut down. Ooh, yeah, oh. you know, you do get... It, it happens a lot, especially in a city where soccer culture is kind of new to most people in the city who are just want to come out sure, to yeah. a game. People who just want to come out to a game to see it, and they'll look online and they'll see, oh... The cheapest tickets are in that section, and then they show up, they it leave the game covered in beer, they didn't see half the game because there was a flag in front of them, and they have a miserable time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sounds like fun to me. But, and you uh, can pay $400 for that experience if you want to right now. Yeah, so the thing is, right, is that, like, we want to sit in the supporter section, get the supporter section experience because we're horrid little freaks. 
not everyone wants that experience. That's why people don't sit in the supporter section or sit away from them. They they want seats. They want to watch the game. They've got kids, whatever it is. Well, I take a section to you call uh, saying that because I'm a horrid large freak, but also, <laughs> uh, you know, Gregor, my largest son, <laughs> uh, you know, it is capitalism. And if you has, if you put out to have deposits to get a timestamp, to have the right to buy season tickets and you sell out 30,000 of them in 10 minutes, um, and not everyone that uh, put a deposit down could get their season tickets. You've created a overburden of uh, a demand against the supply. It's ripe for people to want to take advantage of that. And it only takes, you know, if it's only 4% of the people out there, as usually it is, there's, you know, 4% of the population is an asshole. Uh, 4% of 22,500 is a sizable number. So that's how we end up here. Only four. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, from the second this team was announced, you had to have known that being able to get a ticket to this first game was going to be either very difficult or very expensive, but it's still just awful to see people who look at other people's passion and desire to see something that means personally a lot to them. And just see a dollar sign on it. Yeah. And go, okay. Yeah. You know, people are saying like, oh, I own the tickets. I have the right to resell for what I want. And if people are willing to pay that much money for it, then I don't see the problem. But, you know, the problem is, is that there's so many people that this team coming to the city meets so much for. I know all of us in this podcast feel the same way. I know a lot of people listening feel the same way. And to look at that and hear ka-ching, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, and like to not even look at this in a like a sentimental way, but just a material way. What you're you're not t- what you're doing is explicitly taking advantage of a lack of supply in a heightened demand market, but like not it like you know there's no correlation there between the height of demand and you know and what you're charging. You're charging four hundred dollars on a twenty five dollar ticket. What's the correlation? What are you basing that off of other than just like, oh, hell yeah, man. That's a lot of money I could make. Okay. I know. No, I, quite frankly. Okay. I know I let it into I, I don't this know, conversation, you can go stuff but it, quite frankly. I got to be an intro to, ma- to microeconomics and I never wanted to look at the lines ever again. <laughs> so please stop. Please make it stop. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who say, hey, if you've got the goods and you can sell them on, do it. You know, everything's uh, everything goes in business. Well, not really. Karma is out there. Karma will get you. And there is such a thing as ethics as well, but that seems to be a dying yeah. fad and uh, an ancient idea that has perhaps lost its way in some people's minds. One thing that I want to say that's for... maybe controversial here is that um, landlords also have a monopoly on their supply. <laughs> um, and sure, people buy, buy their products. Go ahead and tell me what most people think about landlords and then tell me that you think it's a good idea to be a price gouger on these tickets. Yeah. Listen, you are free to try to resell your tickets for six times the face value, but don't act like, don't cry about it when people call you an asshole for it. That's right. Yeah, you are not entitled to that. Go ahead and try. People put stuff up for $99,999 on eBay all the time. You're... 
what it is is you're taking a gamble that somebody is going to be stupid or desperate or lazy enough to do that. You're not entitled to that money. You're not entitled to somebody paying that price. And also, quite frankly, you're an asshole. Yeah. You hey, just you are. Guys, uh, Full stop. You guys see this uh, used wine cork I'm holding up right now? I don't mean people listening, but people yeah. recording with. You see this? Yeah. $200 is yours. <laughs> I'll write you a check. I'll write you a check. Uh, speaking- you did not lead into the bit the way I wanted you to. Damn it. <laughs> you might not be able to I cash said planned, check, but I can write you, you a didn't check. Play along. But, <laughs> but speaking of uh, asking a lot of money because demand is high, uh, the club has announced that the uh, away kit reveal will be <laughs> coming forth on February 17th and uh, on the app, and I assume. Via email from me, other places, they are offering a sweepstakes in order for you to win said kit. Uh, teaser image of it is of the stylized underside of the stadium's canopy, which is a stylized side view of the St. Louis Arch. So that leads to speculation that the kits will be some sort of arch gray. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, we yeah. were expecting, you know, some kind of road whites, road grays. Um much like the first kit announcement, there's a lot of what we are kind of expecting to see and what is it going to look like. One thing that I'm expecting is that it is going to basically be a monochrome white and gray or gray and white reproduction of the home kits. And so from there, what's going to be interesting is how are they going to reintroduce some of the colors, um, like with the piping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll find out here in uh, a little less than two weeks, won't we? I've uh, I've seen some very interesting comments from people who I assume did some drugs and watched the Da Vinci Code as they were typing up their comments. <laughs> they're like, they're literally like, there's a picture of the sky. What if we get a blue away kit? I'm like, it's it's the sky, man. I'll go back to the old Cardinals powder blue of the 80s. There you go. Yeah, look, like look man, I like powder blues, but come on. <laughs> like the logo's white and the teaser announcement. That means we're going to have a white logo on the kit. Like, no, that's just, it looked good on the, oh my God. Graphic design is my passion. And uh, I'm going to butt chug a Red Bull and then watch Ancient <laughs> Aliens and give my soccer takes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many comments, but I'll just skip it. Uh, what I want to do is go ahead and rehash the whole season ticket holder ticket thing. Because the team has announced uh, for season ticket holders a meet your seats open house. Um, this will be on the date of the first game, the away game, February 25th from 3 to 5.30. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, you should have received an email to RSVP for this. Uh, details are relatively scarce, but those with uh, general admission or club seats will be able to visit, visit the specific seat that they have purchased. Um, I imagine for us supporters, we'll be causing a ruckus and annoying the staff in the section. Looking at you, Caleb Leon. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry in advance, Caleb and Kiki. And, uh, you know, and they said that at least food concessions will be open. 
crossing our fingers for the beer concessions as well <laughs> to run amok in the stadium. Uh, so that'll be on February 25th prior to the start of uh, the club's first away match that'll take place in Austin, Texas. A game we've been looking forward to for a year and a half on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's one way you could put it. Um, and or our whole lives a, uh, for some of us, too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting this to work kind of like the stadium tour did, except maybe a little bit more freeform. Um, I will say I was kind of curious because I saw this announced. I saw people talking about this. I was kind of surprised when we got it because we've got our support uh, season tickets in the supporter section. It's like it's the supporter set. Yeah. Beat your seats. It's a concrete slab (laughs) with a rail. (laughs) And, and, you know, and I guess like, you know, not everybody who got season tickets for the support section was able to go on the stadium tour. Maybe some of them will be able to do this instead. But it's it's not such a grand event, I guess, because it's not like, oh, yes, this is my seat. It was made for me. And then when I come out the other side 90 minutes later, I have become a Junji Incho monster. It's more so that's why I'm kind of expecting it to be like, you know, us in the supporter section kind of causing havoc (laughs) and annoying people. I plan on going in the supporter section and marking my territory. Oh, uh, no. Don't do that. Don't. Uh. <laughs> I do not want to deal with St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about your yellow piping. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I had a thought, but I don't know if I want to say it anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, you know, it's another opportunity to get people to come in, get into the stadium build up hype and the timing I think is very intentional because it brings people downtown in the time frame right before the first game so that you know there'll be a few watch parties downtown but this I think is turning the first game in team history into an event because the number mm-hmm. of people who oh let's go to our seat thing oh well hey it's 5:30 the game starts in two hours. Why don't we just stay here, get a drink at Maggie O's and watch the game? So it's bringing people downtown. It's going to, you know, ah, sorry, let me let me go back. Well, no, I mean, like, because I kind of what you're saying is that also because our very first game is an away game. What can we do at home? How about this? What can we do to you know, heighten local media investment into the club? Well, let's have an event like this, where we can steal more headlines. You want more than 10 people standing in Lou Fuse Plaza and a video clip of Matt Baker winning whatever raffle they come up with <laughs> for the cameras. <laughs> Look, we love you, Matt Baker, but you're not allowed to win anymore. <laughs> Listen, the team could have settled a Jersey sweepstakes, and you know what would be really funny? No, you know, no, he the, can't. He can't. Of the 30,000 um, entries. A merciful God would not allow it. <laughs> and that's why it's going to happen. <laughs> but before, I want to see it happen so badly. But before we get to that day, uh, City really needs to kick off and get some, you know, real preseason matches under their belts, not ones that are run for 120 minutes like they did against Inter-Miami. 
And to give us some information on how they're going to do that, I'll go ahead and let Mason uh, tell you all about it. Well, I don't really have much to say because we have talked about this event three times before. You know what I'm going to say. It's the Coachella Valley Invitational. But it's actually happening this time. We've got the first game for City starting this week. It is on February the 8th against the LA Galaxy. I didn't take down the time because... Quite frankly, I don't think it matters that much, but I believe it is at 11 a.m. Pacific. So that will be 1 p.m. Central. Um, so now, the Coachella Valley Invitational has been going for a little bit. There's already been two games played at time of recording. And as far as I know, they were not streamed. They were not available outside of you know clubs doing live tweets and the MLS preseason recap articles on MLSsoccer.com. So don't, like I was saying, don't hold your breath for it to be streamed. If you were, let that breath out, take another one, because it seems like you won't be able to watch it unless the club sets something up specifically, and we have not seen any indication of that. Then again, there hasn't been a game at Coachella for us yet. Who knows? But um, we got live tweets for the Inter-Miami game. We might get something similar and then we'll probably also get, you know, a recap on MLSsoccer.com, maybe also on STLCitySC.com. Yeah, I saw something where the club has stated that, no, there is no planned official uh, streaming of uh, any of these preseason matches. So we'll have to see it's if somebody's there yeah. and decides just to put something up on YouTube and watch it from a bad angle where you can't really tell anything. We'll see how that goes. It's happened. It's, it's happened before and I'll watch it. Break out the AI cameras. There you go. Hey, work for a friend of the show, uh, Ryan St. Louis Stars, uh, did a Facebook Live of a game once that I watched. <laughs> I think he did, yeah. And uh, also with City News, uh, City 2 News to be precise, uh, some new additions to the squad, or not necessarily new additions, right, Mason? No, actually, not new additions at all. Um, there was a lot of turnover at City 2, but we've got three returning champs-ish. Um, Michael, you know, Western Conference champs. Uh, Michael Creek, Eric Walker, and AJ Palazzolo have all re-upped their contracts with uh, City 2 for this season. They're all signed to MLS Next Pro contracts for 2023, and they all have an option year for 2024. Haven't really got a lot to say about this. Um, loved watching Michael Creek in net in City 2. Yeah. AJ Palazzolo was very good. And I'm what I actually do kind of have to say is we didn't get to see much of Eric Walker. I'm really excited to see him back from his injury and back with the squad. I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. It also sounds like uh, with these extended contracts I came back for, uh, they're really also still sort of playing for a chance to make it on the first team if circumstances or their play, you know, allow it. Yeah. I mean, Creek Michael played, Creek got playing time in preseason. Yeah. Played the second half against Miami. So there is that. Anything else about St. Louis City that stuck out to you guys this week? Well, yeah, there's one thing that uh, stuck out. Uh, there's large ball. Large um, ball. Which, large ball. Yeah, large ball. It's a big ball. The one true religion. Now, if you don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, there is a large soccer ball in Keener Plaza. And you can go and get a selfie with it. 
with the old capital and the arch behind it. It's uh, very reminiscent of, uh, say, our logo. Yeah, um, I was going to say, you uh, might, it might seem familiar. Going to make a trip down there and uh, take a selfie with that. Yeah. So yeah. there is a. I believe QR it's code also scannable the, for yeah. a badge in the app, or okay. it's got a QR, some kind of QR code on it for something. There's a QR code. I on think it. this is a promo with Adidas. So yeah, it, and I've it's heard temporary. it might be like a second chance to win a jersey, but uh, you know, yeah, whatever. But I, I honestly, I was still taken by the uh, somebody on Twitter took a picture with it and just tweeted it out as a large ball. And then the club quote tweeted that with large ball. So that's why I put it in the show notes as large ball, large ball. <laughs> and it, to sum up what I think about it is it's a large ball, but uh, it's to, a large ball uh, to, to change the to things around to something actually serious. In a <laughs> How many more wild. times can we say large ball? <laughs> I think we've said it enough. Uh you know, here on Soccer Capital, we've invited many of the St. Louis City SC supporter groups to come on our show and talk about themselves. And that continues with this episode with another interview. And let's go right to it. And we're pleased today to be speaking with the St. Louis City Punks, also known as the SLC Punks. And uh, welcome, folks. Why don't you go ahead and uh, please introduce yourselves to our listeners so they can get to know you. Hey, this is Andy here. I'm the CEO of the St. Louis City Punks. Hey, this is Danielle. Um, I consider myself HR and PR to keep all of these folks in line. Uh, Brandon Hernis, one of the uh, also leaders and founders of the Punks and usually on Danielle's HR list. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, Rob Plater and I handle right now uh, the merch design mostly and also the flag stuff. Very good. Very good. And uh, welcome. Thanks, you guys, for uh, joining us to uh, talk about yourselves. And I guess let's start off with some basic information about the group. I guess the big one is, how did it all begin? How did you decide that you wanted to start a supporters group? Well, it all started about 20 years ago when I met Brandon and Rob. Just kidding. Yeah, so <laughs> we've been friends for a long time. And when MLS announced that... We were having getting a club. We were, I was just super pumped and excited and on board to get tickets right away. Uh, me and Brandon put the deposit in. And we decided we wanted to be in the supporter section because it sounded like that was where all the fun was going to be. And we loved having fun. And then just kind of as it got closer and time to buy tickets and stuff, talked Brandon or Rob and Danielle into joining as well. And then just about a year ago, I don't know, randomly, Rob and I were talking about if you were, we were going to start our own supporters group, like, what would it be? What would it be called? What would it be like? And I don't know, somehow the St. Louis City Punks were born that way. It was Valentine's Day, right? Correct. They were sending each other love texts. Yes. <laughs> Got off track. <laughs> well, we love to have you as part of the supporters group for City, that's for sure. Um what were the origins of the names? Was there any big story behind it or just throwing out a bunch of things in the first one that stuck you ran with? Uh, yeah. So as far as the name goes, I mean, we kind of kicked around for a couple of days and probably had some really dumb ideas. And for whatever reason, it just dawned on me that there's a movie from the late 90s that we've loved 
since we've known each other called SLC Punk, which in this case stands for Salt Lake City, where the movie's set. But it dawned on us or me that SLC could also mean St. Louis City. So St. Louis City Punks was born that way. I remember when you guys uh, first started up the Twitter account and um, Mike, who runs our Twitter account, was talking with some of you guys and i just saw the notification come up and i was like what kind of beef did you get in with salt lake city now (laughs) (laughs) i think there were some early haters on that actually like not too bad but there were definitely some people who were kind of like what the hell slc salt lake what are you guys doing and we Mm -hmm. just kind of were like no it's the movie thing and we're taking it (laughs) so I'm saying, not gonna lie, it did take me a while to train myself not to throw the T in when like looking for the Twitter account because there's no T in there. But yeah, if then, it had the T, it wouldn't work in the hardcore cross. It wouldn't, no. Right. Exactly. That was exactly why we didn't use it. <laughs> and so, it, it didn't work for the logo. So we've got the uh, the four of you here. Any other leaders of the group or is this pretty much the uh, the executive board that we have joining us today? Yeah, this is definitely the the board or, you know, the leadership. We have some folks who have kind of come in and we kindly refer to them as the circle pit or kind of our inner circle of officers uh, who help out and who've been around since the early parts of the city two season last year. Um, so we have a couple other folks that we get involved in and who help us with decision making and um, just general trying to run the group or figure out what we're going to do this year. So. Uh, we've expanded that a little bit recently, and and that's been going really well. Sound like a bunch of chumps. <laughs> <laughs> do you want you to kindly say? Yeah. Do I explain <laughs> the joke or not? I don't know. I'm debating. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we want have, to out you or anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have Chris and then um, Clayton, who's also a capo for Florida Noise, and um, Michael and Valerie Hafner. Um, have been awesome and supporting. And as we're trying to get more around the SLCP Riot Girls off the ground, Valerie will be crucial in helping me out with that. So I look forward to it this year. I know we've had a lot of fun with you guys uh, in the past year so far, and uh, you've been supportive of us as we are with uh, all the supporters groups, but uh, like hanging out with you folks. Uh, And uh, I got a question for you. How many members are you up to now in the punks? So. If you would have asked me two days ago, it would have been about 11 less than the 83 that we have now, I believe. 83, 85, somewhere around there. Threw a tweet out the other day that proved to be quite popular and <laughs> about 10 extra members off of that tweet. Go ahead and uh, share the tweet. Uh, the, the basic principle of the tweet was, you know, as anyone who's been paying attention, we've seen with season tickets coming out now or in single game tickets, people reselling their season tickets for ridiculous prices that in our view is really uncool, unethical even maybe. So the gist of our tweet was that you shouldn't be selling, reselling your season ticket for anything over $25 because that's about what we paid for per ticket for our season tickets in the supporter section. So supporter section tickets shouldn't really be marked up to $100, $200. Yes. Kind of yeah. goes against the whole idea of being in that section, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was, I mean, you kind of expect to see stuff like this on the secondary market. It's disheartening though. Um, you know, people are basically profiting off of the the hype and the excitement of a once in a lifetime experience. And, you know, admittedly, the supporter section is not for everybody. And you're going to price out a lot of people who are going to miss out on, on a once in a lifetime experience that would probably truly enjoy it because that would be a section that they would want to sit in when you're pricing them at $400 or whatever for the home opener. That's, that's insane. So I think the the goal was just kind of you know, taking a little bit of a stand publicly and saying, this is, this is not what we're about, you know, people online, maybe be a little kinder to one another and, you know, pass, pass along the good opportunity to be able to see some soccer, you know, with like uh price gouging, scalping, reselling, whatever it's, it's always a bummer, but there's kind of like nothing you can do about it. But in the supporter section specifically, it's pretty upsetting because it's like, that is where you're supposed to want to be to really support the team this is this is specifically not about how much money you have it's why those tickets were so cheap yeah and i think kind of as members of that section and leaders of a supporter group and we want to have a section that we all look out for each other and we're all there for each other and exploiting your fellow supporter or neighbor or whatever you want to call it in this case that's that's not being there for anybody that's taking advantage of people so for our members if we find out that it's happening they're going to have a little disciplinary discussion (laughs) issue to deal with strongly worded letter to follow yeah as to put a little shine on this discussion though um one of our members dane posted in the facebook group that's you know seeing tickets go for four hundred dollars a pop posted um he offered up his tickets for the kansas city game in may and basically said price gouging is ridiculous i'm offering mine for 25 dollars." and since then a few people have followed suit so i it's an example of how just one person saying no this is ridiculous we're not gonna do it actually may have made a bit of an impact yeah hope so you know hopefully we can say this is how we want it to be and other people jump on and then we can all kind of police each other as we do in our section. Very good. Good, uh, good bit of, uh, taking your giant flag and sticking it into the ground (laughs) and carving out your, (laughs) if anybody's seen a picture of that thing, well, how big is it? 16 feet by 16 feet or. Yeah, it is uh 16 foot by 16 foot square. (laughs) So People are going to notice you at the stadium. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, the plan. we hope so. <laughs> Rob, are you going to need a crane to carry that thing? Uh, you know, Jimmy from the Luligans, he's been a big help in getting, helping us get the vendors situated and helping us get everything ordered so everything works properly and stuff like that. So we've yet to give it a real test run, which maybe maybe this weekend. But um, I do have like a harness and and everything like that. Like I said, Jimmy has been a big help and he uh, he steered us in the right direction on that one. Very good. I've been so, meaning to ask, are you uh, are you like modifying your workout routine to be ready to, to haul that thing around? <laughs> you get any exercise ideas? Oh, yeah. No, it's all shoulder. Yeah. Every day is shoulder day now. Just nothing, <laughs> nothing but the butterfly machine. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a little top-heavy by the end of the season, isn't he? <laughs> Never skip flag day at the gym. 
(laughs) (laughs) Built like a Morrowind NPC, just completely triangular. (laughs) So that's a good example of uh, really staking a claim and putting identity out with that. Um, But uh, all in all, if you had one, what would you call your core identity of the group? What you the the group is really centered around the in other words the uh, the essence of uh, the punks i i think the important thing about slcp and our group is that because it was kind of born out of this group of people who are friends um and you know in the case of andy and i partners i think part of it is about really caring for each other and the people who are part of it and part part community for us too. Um, But I know with soccer in general, you know, it also came out of kind of having something to look forward to. So I can let Andy speak to that portion of it. And, um, you know, our, our idea to support and be advocates for mental health and suicide prevention. Yeah, I kind of always just say, you know, we love soccer, we love music, and how those two things bring people together. And um, just the intersection of that with mental health and what those things have kind of, for me personally, always meant for me and regarding my mental health, you know, always two music and soccer, two things that have always kind of like been there for me when like, maybe I'm not doing great or need something. And then the people that are, you know, you get, you're into the same kind of music, you're into soccer. It doesn't even matter if you follow the same teams, it's still something that brings people together and gives you something to bond over. So that's really what it's all about, community. And that's probably the biggest one of uh, to answer the question I'm going to ask. But what are the main benefits to members of uh, your group? Uh, the main benefits, I mean, really is just kind of without really going into or really having a lot of detail as far as like what you get other than like some cool merch and stuff is just like a group of awesome people to like connect with. Um, for example, like we don't necessarily always plan everything out. Sometimes things just happen. You know, last night, some people were like, hey, let you want to go to this concert? And a couple of us were like, yeah, I'd go hang out and do that thing. So just doing friend stuff. That sounds like a major benefit to me, quite honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what else you need. Yeah, the concert was yeah. at 7 and the plan solidified at like, what, 3 p.m.? Yeah, right? something like that. And if memory serves, I think the person who even suggested it initially was somebody who had just joined literally that day or maybe maybe on Thursday, I felt like, um, yeah, you know, so it was kind of cool to see people jumping in immediately and just saying, hey, you know, this looks like it might be a lot of fun, you know, who's willing to go. And there was, you know, I wasn't able to go, but I know, Andy, you were there and there were, seemed like there was probably four or five people that went, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good time. Good show. We saw Radke last night. A couple other local or local-ish acts. It was all Missouri bands at Red Flag, downtown St. Louis. Cool. Cool. And uh, if anybody's interested that isn't a part of the punks, uh, uh, how do they join up? Any qualifications or membership fees that are that you guys are asking for? Yeah, so uh, to join St. Louis City Punks, um, if you check out our website, which is slcitypunks.com, Um, There's a membership page. It has a little bit about, you know, our ethos as a group. And then you can sign up on our membership form. Um, We do ask that people agree to code of conduct and kind of attest that they're going to follow the 
the fan code of conduct that's expected from city as well as MLS. But um, we do have a $25 membership fee for the year. And what that offers is a membership pack of really sweet merch that Rob has designed. Um, there is an exclusive item in the pack. And then our plan this year, in addition to accessing the Discord community and, um, you know, kind of getting the details that we can provide as an SG, Throughout the season, we expect to put discounts on, you know, regular merch that we have out there. So um, that'll be a benefit to members. And then also we're hoping to have some special member only merch items that that come up throughout the year as well. So those are a couple of benefits. Um, and the reason that we chose to do a paid model is that it helps us provide a basic level of merchandise, but it also sets up the opportunity for us to be able to give back to some charities uh, throughout the season as well as a, um, we have the 501c3 work uh, going on behind the scenes. We're almost there. Uh, we'll have it before the season starts, we believe. So um, that is also part of membership is giving back to organizations in the community. It's almost more like dues than a fee, really. It really, truthfully, it is because at the end of the day, the, you know, the, the membership fee, dues, whatever you want to call it, it really just handles the cost of, of the merchandise that we're providing for everybody. And then anything on top of whatever we make off merchandise goes right back into our charitable donations. You know, this is not us stockpiling away a little nest egg for Andy to retire on that, that he's that Mike's at right now in a few years. The CEO deserves a bonus. Exactly. It's truly just operating cost and, and then, you know, donating to our um, to our charitable partners is the goal. And uh, do you have major uh, charities that you focus on or are they a rotating one as uh, as things go along? If you know what I'm asking. Yeah. So um, last year we had a charity partner for the city two season. And this year we have a new partner. We're going to share some information about that in the coming weeks. So I'm, I won't reveal today, unfortunately. Oh, come um, on. Nobody's listening. I know, I know, I know. No, um, Weren't we just but, bra bragging in the group chat earlier today, how big our listenership's gotten? No, 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 no. Don't, don't tell them that our listenership is increasing. <laughs> Let them think no one listens. <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, no. Um, <laughs> but we do have a partner that we'll announce for the 2023 MLS season. And then the partner that we always are going to have some work with is the um, Foundation for Suicide Prevention, so AFSP. And um, last year, we got together to do the community walk in September. I suspect that that'll be a punks event again this September. And we did some tabling at Pride, which was awesome through the organization. Yeah, through um, so, AFSP Missouri specifically. So. so we will partner with them again. And then we have another partner that we'll announce um, in the next week or so. So people need to pay attention to you to find out all this information. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, so let's uh, change things up a little bit. Uh, you know, we're coming close to game day and what this is all about. What are your group's plans for game days? Currently, the plan is absolutely to be at Schlafly with the Luligans and anyone else who's going to be at their street party. We plan to be down there with them. We'll have our tent set up there on the street closed there uh, right outside Schlafly downtown, right across the street from the stadium. So then we're able to all march over to 
over together and into the stadium together. Yeah, you were really looking forward to that. I'm certain I'll see all of you there that day. Oh, uh, yeah, the fourth is going to be wild. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so far, uh, since you started this group and it's got up and running, what's some of the most memorable moments that you've had so far? Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in right away. Yeah. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I, I was just going to say, uh, you know, not a specific memory, but just a general overall perspective from the last year <clears throat> is just how shocking it's been that this has actually turned into a, a thing for us. I think we all kind of thought that we would just be four friends goofing around a little bit, showing up to some soccer games and calling ourselves a supporters group and wearing our silly vests. And then it turned into people like, oh, you're a supporters group and you guys, do you guys have merch? Do you take members? Do you join? And, you know, and, and here we are 11 and a half months later and we're filing for a 501 C3. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's been one hell of a journey in just a really short period of time, which has been, it's awesome, but wholly unexpected. Yeah. I could see that because, you know, City two games and whatnot been around you guys since the first time you really showed up and made a presence and to see the growth has been phenomenal and uh, congratulations to you all. Uh, yeah. I, w I will say personally, after the Leverkusen match, the next day, the team itself posted a whole bunch of uh, photos from the match. And the first photo on the post was a picture from the supporters section with the punks flag dead center. And that was just, it's yeah, it's the screensaver at my computer at work. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. It's one of my favorite pictures ever. On Apple TV now, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite moments was actually going to like a preseason, like a City 2 preseason game and just standing there like in the mud at Creevecore. And then like I like see and hear Andy and Rob, I think, out of the corner of my eye. And they're like pointing at me and they're like, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> so I'm standing there in my <laughs> vest with like other pins on. And they're like, that's the guy. You guys come over with like a little plastic bag yeah, <laughs> of like yeah, the first pins our, you ever printed. And we're just like, yeah, here, thing. have we some. <laughs> we have a really good picture of me and Rob at that game. That was our first thing. There was, you know, there was four of us, but only two of us were there. So, yeah. And that was at the start. It was like, yeah, we could just our whole merch thing. We'll make buttons and they'll be cool. And we'll hand them out to people. And it just every game or every every week or so it felt like there for a while it was like okay now we're gonna do bigger it's gonna be bigger we gotta do yeah. that we gotta do shirts we gotta do stickers yeah i yeah. remember those first few games walking around with my little ziploc bag full of homemade buttons and then you know, like they were saying just 11 and a half months later we're getting close to finalizing our 501c and it's it's just been a really rewarding kind of journey this last year and i i'm just really looking forward to getting this next season kicked off and seeing how far this is going to take us. Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride so far, and it's only just starting, folks. That's the big thing. As uh, we talk about here inside the podcast as well, it's only just beginning. Uh, so thank you all so much for your time and sharing all this with us. Uh, what Any big upcoming plans that you can talk to us about um, that you guys have? Well, we do have a watch party coming up. Uh, for the season opener uh, in Austin, we will not be hosting a watch party in Austin, um, but we're actually hosting that at at um, Beffa's downtown St. Louis, uh, a couple, just a couple blocks up from the stadium. Um, 
think Andy more socials to come on that here soon, but I think seven o'clock is what we're telling people and yeah. kick is at seven thirty. I'll be at seven o'clock and Beth's is twenty seven hundred Olive Street. So like Brandon said, just two or three blocks from the stadium. Come hang out and watch the first ever St. Louis City first team game with us. If anyone remembers the old Firebirds, the same building. Yeah. Oh, it's at Firebird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went to that dump. I remember paying $14 <laughs> for a tall boy PBR. Uh, I love uh, that venue. I saw I saw the basis for uh, Makla or the guitarist for Makla jump off the stage and nobody catch him. <laughs> That's never good. Oh, that fire like, bones hurt, man. <laughs> so thank you all for your time. Before we wrap this up, uh, how can people uh, reach you? online uh give us all the information about the website social media for the group any of your personal ones that you care to share in such a fashion let uh, let our listeners know how to get a hold of you so we can be found on twitter and instagram uh, the handle for that is at sl city punks and on Twitter, we also have the Riot Girls handle, which is at SLCP underscore Riot Girls. And that's G-R-R-R-L-S, <laughs> three R's. <laughs> um, but that account follows and uh, the information is in the bio. So if you find one, you'll find both. Um, and then finally, the website is slcitypunks.com. And we'll be sure to add all of those, or at least we'll get Mason to add all of those to the show notes for the show for anyone interested. Um, really good stuff, guys. Uh, taking enough of your time, but uh, really interested to listen to you. Good job so far. Look for more in the future. Um, take care. Awesome. awesome. You guys do. Thanks, Thanks so much, much for, for having us. us. We'll see you on the 4th. Well, it's great to hear from the uh, St. Louis City Punks. Uh, good guys. Good people. Good gals as well and uh, like we said in the interview want any more information to find out more we'll have uh, links in the show notes now it's time to move on to some mls news but of course it applies to st louis city particularly now because st louis city is part of mls for sure uh the mls season pass on apple tv has gone live all season ticket holders have access for free in theory, uh, Apple TV Plus subscribers have a discounted subscription of twelve ninety nine a month or seventy nine dollars a season. Otherwise, for everyone else, it's fifteen dollars a month or uh, ninety nine dollars a season. And uh, an MLS season pass subscription can be shared through Apple's family sharing up to I believe it's five people that you can share with on that. Uh, yeah, which I think is the limit for family sharing for most. Yeah, things. just on internet. that was the one that I was really curious about because it hadn't been communicated previously, and um, quite frankly, it's uh, uh, unwise to assume those kinds of things, especially <laughs> with sports deals. Um, a lot of stuff, actually, I would say almost everything that you sign up through Apple is available through family sharing. And I was honestly expecting this to become the one exception, <laughs> but seems not. Oh, it's an awesome part of the deal. And I know we just talked about price gouging, but now it's time to do the opposite and defend something because I, a lot <laughs> of people are very mad at how high the subscription price is. $100 is a lot and it's sticker shock is real in that situation. But you have 34 games in the season 
plus the two League's Cup matches. That works out to be exactly $2.75 per game. And if you share it five ways, all of a sudden you're paying 50 cents a game per person to watch it. And is that that just for watching one? Like, that's just for, like, City? No, that's that's just for City games. If you're just going to watch City, but you also have access to all the behind-the-scenes content and all the other games and the weekly recap and their uh, kick-around show they're probably going to do. There's a lot of content for not all that much a month. I know $100, you know, if it's $100 in your mind, that's a whole lot of money. But for this much (laughs) content, that's a really, really good deal. Yeah. I think actually the more stunning one is probably the fifteen, like the fourteen ninety nine a month. That's a lot of money for a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. But but I think it's also like, especially when it comes to these, um, because like you know, NFL has this, NBA has this, MLB has this, NHL has this. None of them, none of those are as good a deal as this, mm-hmm. because especially this is the big one for me. You're not blacked out. You can actually watch your local games on those subscriptions. If you're if you live in St. Louis or the area around St. Louis, you can watch St. Louis on those deals. You're not blacked out like you are for the Cardinals or the Blues because there's no regional sports network deal for MLS anymore. That's a double edged sword, of course, but does mean you have to watch on Apple. But there's a lot of other stuff. It's not just the games anymore. You know, when the game's over, they don't cut to the post game for half an hour and then just cut away. There's other stuff. You've got all the other games. There's the League's Cup. Match replays are on there. Pre-game shows are supposedly going to be part of this. Just so much more than ESPN gave you for about twice the cost. Just, they gave you games. Here you're getting full-on content throughout the week, and there's already a lot up. And... They're promising that 40% of all the matches will actually be in front of the paywall. Of course, that doesn't mean 40% of St. Louis City matches are just 40% of MLS matches. But it's a good way to keep up in touch with the league, especially if you're trying, if you're new to MLS when City comes in, it's a good way to see who's upcoming, do your own scouting, see what's going on around the league, and names that uh, crop up as you're learning more more and more about the league. I'm I'm loath to sing these praises too loudly though. Cause like all right, so the first time that we talked about this when the deal was announced, I got this wrong. Everyone told me very loudly I got it wrong. You can watch Apple TV on other devices than just Apple devices. Supposedly. I know this now. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. And but however, that does not mean that this deal is not a move from Apple to to hone in and and put a wedge in there to get more people into into that kind of that walled garden that hegemony of apple it's this is not like a benevolent deal it's not (laughs) apple's a pretty nefarious (laughs) entity quite frankly and so it's like yeah this is a good deal prima facie might turn out to be a good deal for the league for the game for viewers i do not trust it even though I, it, you know, it is a good deal right now on its face. I don't trust it as far as I can throw it, and you shouldn't either, quite frankly. I mean, you could get the cable subscription option where, you know, I'm on Spectrum right now. I have a really good deal for two years. At the end of those two years, we'll, uh, we'll see how much I start paying per month for my internet. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. There is that. Uh, Mason and I are both kind of Apple fanboys, but not everyone is. There's been talk about a lot of problems. I'm an for Apple people. user. I'm not an Apple well, fanboy. <laughs> that's not. We have devices, let's say, um, but not everyone is, and uh, that hasn't been seamless. And I believe you've had some problems with the Apple ecosystem, haven't you, Chris? Yeah, it's um, getting this to show up on any of my devices has been a bit of a trek. So keep in mind the. If you're a season ticket holder, you got an email to redeem your free subscription around noon on Wednesday. So I got home from work. I set up my Apple ID and everything because I don't have one. I'm an Android user. My laptop is Windows. I don't have an Apple ID. So I had to set one up. And then even though it's a free subscription they or a gifted subscription for season ticket holders, you still have to enter in your credit card information. So I set up my ID. I tried to enter in my credit card information. It wouldn't accept it. It says there's a problem processing your payment. Okay. So I go back. I hit the button about five or six times Wednesday night. And I go, okay, screw it. I'll try it again tomorrow. Try it again on Thursday. It works on Thursday. So I have my Apple ID set up. I click onto Apple TV. I go to the MLS app. I click the first video. And it says, watch now with free trial, which means that it didn't register my subscription <laughs> that I'd been gifted. And I go, I look at my account settings and the subscription's sitting there, but it hasn't processed. So I don't have access to any of the content that's beyond just the very basic, okay, here, here's a little preview by the subscription, even though my account has it listed. And then at the same time, I tried to log in on my fire stick that I have connected to my TV, entered my email, entered my password. There's an issue with my password. Reset my password because I don't know, maybe I forgot it. Nope, still not accepting it. For, forgot work. it in the one day. <laughs> yeah, didn't work Thursday night, didn't work Friday night, didn't work this morning. Finally today on my laptop, it finally registered my subscription. So I got the email to register for my free subscription to Apple TV MLS on noon on Wednesday. And I finally was able to watch my first video at about 1.30 Saturday afternoon. And I still can't connect it to my Fire Stick. So I go on the Apple website to try to find support. And I hit the, okay, schedule a call Apple support button. I hit the call button and they say, please upgrade your Apple ID. You must run on a on a device running iOS 12 or later. I do not own a device <laughs> that, owns, that runs iOS 12. I have a Windows laptop and an Android phone. So to contact Apple support, I, I don't know. I got to find a friend with an iPhone or something. So I don't know. I mean, how good, good I'm news going you've got one it. here, I guess, but that's yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how I'm going to get this attached to my Fire Stick. You know, I, it just works. <laughs> I guess this is a it's, good yeah. reason why they started it uh, 25 days early before the start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike uh, what? with so much lead time. Yeah. yeah. Look, I I get that technical difficulties happen, but Apple, who I guarantee, even though I have an Android, knows everything about me. 
can't yeah. let me sign in to their to their service on a fire stick and won't let me call them it's just ridiculous so i don't i know other people have had some issues like i know a few people had the same like initial credit card processing problem that i did i don't know if anyone else is still on day four and is unable to watch content like i am but it is it is frustrating i'm normally i like to think a pretty even keeled person and i have thrown my remote three times during this process oh. I mean, it, it's an it's a nightmare when things are supposed to like and especially like, you know, it throws you up a, an error code and then you look up the error code and the error code is called customer service. And then the customer service is, I don't know, fix your yeah. If anybody with the club is listening, uh, Chris's uh, Twitter is on our uh, on our profile on Twitter for the show. <laughs> Go ahead and send him a DM. Try to help him out, please. <laughs> I don't I don't. Uh, but then, but anymore. then you lay the curse on Chris of going back on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Dude. Gonna get a message from someone that just says "get just good." Send it to the soccer capital <laughs> DM. <laughs> send it to get, the getting a customer cap- service message that just says "skill issue." Yep. <laughs> send it to the soccer capital DM. We'll get it to Chris. We'll take care of it. But uh, yeah, but I mean, like on a much on a much like le- lesser scale, like yeah, it's been four days. Um, I still can't get it on my laptop. And my laptop is a MacBook Pro. Should just run natively, right? I can get it on my PlayStation 4, but I can't get it on my MacBook. Uh, there's also a, a ability to run it through a browser. So there is that. I know some people did weren't aware of that. That could solve some issues, especially on Windows desktops. There yeah. is an Apple oh. TV app, but uh, it still has to run through the browser. Yeah, of all the devices I can get this thing to work on, Microsoft Edge is the one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, then again, like, you know, I I don't really want to play devil's advocate for Apple. I can't imagine a more a more malicious act to commit, but no other sports app works either with the exception of like ESPN and ESPN plus. Fox Sports will constantly log you out and only runs on like Chrome. Um, you know, even ESPN only runs on Chrome or Safari. They're all nightmares to work with. Bally Sports was hellish. Uh, one thing to say is I was really surprised at the amount of content that's already loaded into this MLS season pass. It's a very ambitious project. And Apparently not all the bugs. Chris, are you're making out a yet. face of like I'm sure it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Haven't seen it. <laughs> we'll send you some I'm screenshots. Watching. <laughs> we'll find out if all this is uh, leveled out in the uh, coming out in the future. We expect it to be because the ambitions and the hype is there. You would expect it to be ironed out upcoming. But, of course, yeah. the frustration rises with it. I, I love to talk about material conditions, apparently, all of a sudden. But, like, just, like, materially, um, like, that market that is not a captive Apple user is a huge part of the base Apple was expecting to capture. Yep. So, if it's not working there, then they've got problems <laughs> that need yeah. to be solved. 
tune in next week to find out if Chris's fire stick ever works. <laughs> Has the internet I mean, I've got a solution, but it's not that easy. It's go back in time to 2012 and steal a Chromecast from a Walmart. <laughs> Get the old uh, MLS. When they were just completely unguarded. The old MLS package that cost this much and didn't really work too well. Uh, but that was back in the day. In uh, other MLS news... Now, kind of big news. There was actually a competitive match played, a true competitive match, not preseason, played by an MLS club today, and we're recording on Saturday. And as much as I hate to say it, it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, the CCL champion Seattle Sounders, uh, really unfortunate to lose to Al Ali, Al Ali, I should say, from Egypt uh, by score one nil in the Club World Cup. Uh, heartbreaker. Yeah. For All Ali's a great team. It's it's not it's not disappointing because like oh Sounders was the better team. They weren't. It was because yeah it was a heartbreaker goal at like the eighty sixth minute. And Al Ali's been in this competition a lot. Um, they've finished as high as third in the past. They're in the middle of their season. I've heard that they've gone fifteen unbeaten, unbeaten in their club seasons so far. Um, Seattle, of course, this is their first match in three and a half months after shockingly going out of the playoffs last season. It was a good showing. Sounders look stout defensively. Again, problems in the attack for the Sounders that raised themselves um, basically last season for sure. And they looked out of shape. It didn't look like they had the legs for extra time, which is where it very much looked like it was heading. Uh, Sounders were really for the better is quite an equal game and the Sounders probably had better chances up until this deflected shot went in for the winning goal for the team from Egypt. I do remember right when the game started, I put in our group chat um, with deep regret. I must say <laughs> go Sounders. <laughs> um, and I feel like perhaps with the, uh, the deep regret, I may have cursed them. <laughs> But they did not embarrass themselves as the first MLS team to play at this level. They looked stout. They looked like they belonged. And uh, they also looked like they were playing their first game of the year, which they were. But uh, yeah. that's a, a, a victim of scheduling yeah. that sucks. But I, I thought that they played well for the for about the first half that I saw. Um, and also, quite frankly, to lose to one of, I don't know, you know, at least for this year, the best team in Africa, routinely one of the best teams in Africa, one of the best teams in the Club World Cup. I don't know. It, it's mm. uh, and to lose one nil, I think that you have as the first American team, the first MLS team in the Club World Cup. I think they availed themselves pretty well, quite frankly, just English for a better result. It's a long way to fly from Seattle to Morocco. That's a long way to fly. And um, to be one and done hurts. And the chance to have played Real Madrid in the semifinals and uh, miss that by what was a lucky goal for the Egyptian team uh, is unfortunate. But that's the way it goes. They did win the CONCACAF Champions League to make it to here. And uh, that's been the history of MLS and uh, CONCACAF Champions League against uh, Liga Mekis uh, squads. So maybe the table's turning. The same bad luck happens at a higher level now. <laughs> and uh, anything else possibly you guys can add to this recording. 
I am done. <laughs> and so I shall say I am your host, Mike Turner. I am your beleaguered producer, Mason. I am the aspiring ticket baron, Chris. And listeners, we really do thank you for listening. Keep listening. And we are the Soccer Capital Podcast. Bye for now.